Are you ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again? It's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. So a client of mine said to me recently, I know everything that I need to do. I'm just not doing it. You know, it's like we all know that we're supposed to eat green leafy vegetables and we're supposed to move our body 30 minutes a day. And then we end up eating chicken parmesan and drinking Chardonnay and ice cream and watching reruns instead. Or maybe you have an idea for a new business or a project that you're like, you finally want to get to putting your wedding album together or finally get to doing your kids' scrap it booking, even though it's been 10 years. But the date that you set for it comes and goes and you don't do it. One of my beloved positive psychology professors, Chris Peterson, said, when we know what we know, why do we do what we do, right? We all know the things that we're supposed to do, but we aren't doing them. And that's what we're going to talk about on the Purpose Girl podcast today. My guest is Misa Mink, founder and chief doer of the Driven Women Network. She is amazing. You're going to fall in love with her. And she is all about doing. So welcome to episode six. First, let me tell you a little bit about Misa. Misa, are you with us? Yes. Hello. Hello. So great to be here. Thank oh. you, Karen. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to have you here. So Driven Women is a fast-growing networking group for women with ideas and ambition who want to achieve their goals. And Misa created this as well as a festival of doers, and she's working on the online program so that women around the world can come together and support each other in doing. And prior to being in women's empowerment, Misa had already started several businesses. She had started a beautiful Scandinavian-style coffee shop in central London. She had been part of an international design agency where she was launching and growing it throughout Europe. She's a published author of two books. I mean, this woman is doing. So Misa, we have a lot to learn from you. I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you. So first of all, how did you... Tell us a little bit, what is Driven Women? Let's start with that. Uh, Driven Woman is a network. It's um, like a micro n- micro networking group, actually, because all our meetings are super small. So we meet in uh, groups no larger than 15 women at the time in monthly meetings where we keep each other accountable and we su- support each other to our goals. So basically the way it works is... Uh, We come together, we share our goals, we share our dreams, Mm. and we tell each other what we are going to do um, to accomplish them next month. We focus on very small steps because otherwise it's just too much and, you know, you can basically scare yourself out out of your dreams. Yes, you can. And then we come back together a month later and we say, okay, how did it go? And sometimes it's great and sometimes, you know, there's obstacles and that's okay. And uh, the actual, the art of sharing, um, that lifts the stigma of 
those obstacles or failure or, you know, taking the wrong turn. And then it's easier to move forward. And then we celebrate together when we uh, achieve our milestones and uh, we learn from each other's experiences. It's very powerful. Oh my gosh. It's so brilliant because we don't have a, a safe place to share the obstacles that at least most of us don't. I mean, I've had to create those in my adult life and doing this work, but you're creating a safe place for women to celebrate, right? Which is challenging on its own for women to kind of celebrate their own wins, as well as then to kind of hold each other accountable, but in a safe space. So how long have you been doing it? How is it working? Um, we are going to celebrate our fifth um, anniversary in May. So that's super exciting. And uh, you touched on the really, really the key key um, angle here, which is the safe environment and a completely non-judgmental environment. And I think in the beginning you mentioned that, you know, we very often we know what we want to do mm-hmm. and what we should be doing, but we are not doing it because there might be something that, we're worried, we're ashamed, you know, is it the thing I should be doing? Or if I do it and it doesn't go right, maybe it's better not to do it. So then nobody's going to judge me or have an opinion. Um, so very often women, we don't have that safe environment where we could just air our views and our ideas and think, you know, should I do this? So is this a good idea? And this is my idea. But, you know, everybody around me tells me it's a stupid idea. So um, we can that way when we air um, and have a have a safe and kind of neutral environment, um, then that helps us move forward. Because what we say in Dream of Woman is every dream was created equal, mm. which means there's no judgment. It's completely safe and nobody's going to laugh at you. <laughs> I love that. It's it's amazing to me the reasons why we hold our dreams back. And I know I used to not tell people I wanted to be a writer because I was afraid then they would say, have you finished your book yet? Have you finished your book yet? And I would exactly. be filled with shame if I didn't, right? Or I was afraid to tell people I wanted to be a speaker because I thought they would say, you're not Oprah. Like, who do you think you are? And so this stuff just stayed in my own head and then it wasn't going anywhere. So in all of your years of doing this, what do you find actually facilitates the doing? It's announcing your dreams. Mm. As you said, who do you think you are wanting that or thinking you could do that? And I, I felt the same way. Um, you know, I, I, one year I bravely put TED talk on my, on my vision board and I gave my, myself 10 years. So I still have long time for that, (laughs) but you know, we don't normally do that because we think there's just no way this is going to happen. And that's why it's not going to happen because we don't, (laughs) we don't make it public, not to ourselves and not to others. So we are way too ashamed. And, uh, I was just talking to one of our members and she was she was kind of reviewing um, options for leadership. But then she concluded, she said, but I am nobody. Mm. And you know what? You are nobody only until you commit to your journey to find out who you are. Mm. And it's this feeling that we are nobodies is what's holding us back. And that's why we are not doing the things we want to do. Right. I mean, that, 
I know I have said that to myself. You're nobody. And you know what's so interesting is that, you know, I've had a gig on national radio here in the United States for four years. And when I first had this idea, I'm supposed to be like in mass media, I thought I'm a nobody. And then I decided after years, I mean, it took years of me getting to the point where I had the courage to do it. And I decided to kind of hunt someone down. And I met with this woman at Sirius XM Radio. And she said to me, Karen, you're a nobody. I mean, she repeated the phrase, (laughs) you're a nobody. Like, in other words, they want famous people to have shows because those people have a big audience and are going to draw the audience and therefore draw advertisers. And so the very thing I was most afraid of, she repeated in my face. And like, maybe that's just show business, but I had to like not take it in. And I said to her, I actually am. I know I don't have a big following, but here's what I do have. And I shared with her the science of positive psychology and all that I knew and the ways that I had helped people, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, all right, let me give you a chance on our morning show for women. So it's even if someone reiterates to you, whether it's friends or family or someone who, you know, this was like my dream contact, right? We have to be able to say, yes, I am someone and here's who I am and here's what I have and find the way. And it sounds like, you know, I wish I want driven women to come to the United States right now. I know you're in (laughs) Europe. It's like, come on, Misa, when are we bringing it here? But especially because you have a group of 15, right? It's like small and, and intimate. So what is it that you think about kind of the, that intimacy or sister? Because something I preach all the time is that we need a community of other women. So what do you think it is about sisterhood and community that's making dreams happen? I think uh, we women, we're, we're naturally uh, more connected and we need that connection, not only in terms of exchanging ideas, but also in physical presence. Mm. What I see in the groups is not just, you know, learning from each other and learning from the experiences, but actually the energy that we exchange in the room. And sometimes the temperature rises. We have to open the window and people have kind of a red face. It's, it's, it's crazy, you know. It's, so it's not just we seek each other's um, company in a beyond. Because, of course, you can be an online group and you, you can exchange ideas and, and get a lot out of that. But I think we women, we also need that physical presence yeah. because then we also exchange on a soul level mm-hmm. and on an energetic level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we were born and that's what, what how we used to live. Yes. But it's, it's just this code. Uh, now the world has been built based on the masculine um, traits and we've been trying to buy into that. And of course, you know, we need a lot of those qualities as well. We need to go out there and you, we, we need to hunt sometimes and we need to be confident and, and so on. But, but we kind of lost that, that feminine side when we went out by ourselves. And, you know, these, all these stories that, you know, I hear all the times like, oh, Driven Woman is the first place where I can really feel that I'm supported and I'm, somebody's not going to you know, stab me in the back. And I just find it so weird. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, many of us, many women, they were brought up thinking that to be successful, you have to stab somebody in the back and you have to, you know, use your kind of elbows to get there. So we forgot yeah. 
yes. how, how the feminine energy works. And it's, it's gentle and it, it, we need that sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, this is like honey on my, you're like melting honey on my body. It's so, because it's so true. I spent so long in that corporate and there's nothing wrong with corporate, but I know I was doing my whole life in the masculine, just like do, do, do. And I was afraid. I, I It's like I so badly, I loved having like close girlfriends, but I think I was afraid to really connect with women on a a deeper level, maybe because I'd been stabbed in the back in fifth grade when I was 11. And, you know, and I see this when I do retreats and in my groups as well, women are constantly amazed, like there's no other safe place. And I get it because before I started doing this work, I swear creating sisterhoods because I was creating the sisterhood I wanted, right? I was creating what I needed. And when we go back, I mean, as you said, if we go back thousands of years, actually not even that long, it can just be a few hundred years, women gathered. I mean, we gathered and we would, we would care for each other's children. We would nurse each other's children. We took care of each other when we were on our menstrual cycle. Like we were used to connecting and being in community all the time. And so that's literally in our DNA. And I I also find that I need it so much to have that safe space. And I also need women's energy celebrating me and validating me for me to go forward. Yeah. I'm so curious, how did you end up doing this work? It really started from my personal um, kind of exploring what success really means for me. So I built my career um I loved it you know it's it's not that I didn't love my career I I uh, I was very successful branding uh consultant I built a very I built a great company um we did great work with great clients I built a beautiful team I opened offices across the Europe (laughs) I loved what I was doing but then uh, it was just I've always been very good in following my instincts so when the tide comes, I don't question it, even no matter how excited I am of the work that I have been doing, but I'm always ready to move on. And the tide came and um, I left and then I had twin boys and that really kind of stopped me. And um, I had a complete personality, you know, identity mm. crisis, <laughs> like, who am I? I am nobody. Oh, for sure. And I was. I was basically saying, okay, this used to be my success definition, but it's not anymore. What is it? Mm. And for years, you know, I love people who who really put their kind of values, their personality and their purpose and their passion really boldly out there and said, listen, this is what I'm believing and this is what I'm doing. And I was following those people, but because I was like, well, I'm a nobody. Mm. So I wasn't doing it. Um, and then one day I was ready. So it was driven one was really born out of this recognition of what I believe in and what I believe that my my purpose hmm. is in the world. And I realized, OK, I am kick ass. I <laughs> I you know I make people do stuff and I inspire and, you know, I bring people along and I build a team. And, you know, this is what I believe in. And I I believe that the world needs 
something that will not only inspire, because there's plenty of inspiration, and inspiration is great, but there wasn't really anything for women, any network that would guarantee that stuff happens. Mm. I understand, you know, you go, you get all inspired, and then you go back home, and, you know, we all have busy lives, and, you know, the normal life kicks in, and life circumstances, and there's a dog, and a husband, and a career, and the kids, and the grandparents, and God knows what. <laughs> so you, you just, you know, you never make the time to do the things that you said you were going to do. So I, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see change. I wanted people to take action. And that's, uh, that's where Driven One was born. Hmm. I love it. That is so beautiful. And it's so interesting because you had that I'm nobody experience after having two beautiful children, right? It's like the dream, right? I've got the husband, I've got the children, I've already had a successful career. And still you were saying, I'm nobody. And that's, as you know, why I always come back to purpose, that there's something inside of us that is our way to, to contribute to the world and to make a difference. And it's like, it was just calling you forward to create something where women took action and do. And this is it. Yeah, mm. you absolutely hit the nail on the head. I think that until you, you really recognize to follow your purpose, you feel I'm a nobody. Yeah. But once you step on that path, being a nobody will disappear step by step. Yes, because you're doing it. And that's yeah. it. It's like, I think when we have these ideas and they're sitting in our head and we're not doing, and it can be anything from your health to things you want to do to improve your relationships to, the per to your actual purpose and doing your contribution in the world. When you know that there's something that you are called to do and you're not doing it, that is when you start to feel small and depressed mm -hmm. and dull and down because you know, right? It's like one thing if you don't know, but once you know and you're not doing it, you said something so interesting that I would love to hear more about. You said that you're really good at following your instincts. Yeah. And I, that is something I, I work on every day. I am not great at it. I've been becoming better at it. And I bet that there are a lot of people listening to this that they would love to even know, how do I even know what my instinct is? And how do I, how do I trust it? What do you, what do you do for that? I have a couple of, um, I guess I've had this, I don't know where they came from originally when I was, when I was young. Um, I always thought that whatever happens, I can always figure something out. And my mm. metaphor was, for that was, okay, I can start a, like a hot dog stand. <laughs> if everything else fails, <laughs> surely I can just, you know, set up a hot dog stand, you know, somewhere and sell a couple of hot dogs. You know, oh, I'm, I love I'm, I'm not super smart or I'm not, you know, anything like that, but I'm smart enough to start <laughs> a hot dog stand, you know. So how hard can it be? And always when I thought, you know, okay, now this tide is coming in, I call the wave, it comes, and I know I need to go. And everybody around me says, oh, that's really stupid. You know, you shouldn't, or you're risking everything. I think, hmm, well, if everything else fails, I can always, you know, put up my hot dog stand. So that's <laughs> my metaphor. And you should come up with some other metaphor that works for you. I don't even like hot dogs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came right. from. 
but you know, also what, what I've noticed is that every time um, this happens, so let's say, I'll give you an example. So after university, you know, I did my business degree. I had a great first job, you know, one of the biggest companies, you know, FMCG marketing job, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was, I was dating a nice guy and he moved to Amsterdam and I said, okay, I'm going to go with him. And everybody's like, oh, you know, never leave your job for a man. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm surely I'll find something. And within three months, I was earning twice as much mm. in a much more interesting job in a new country where I'd never lived before. I learned so many new things. Wow. And I've always done that. I've always ended up earning more, learning more, doing more, always leaving behind those secure options. Yeah. So doing is really in your blood and it's, you know, it might not be, or some of you might be, okay, well, that's Misa, but it's not me, but it's, it can be. I mean, I love this hot dog stand. My hot dog stand is if all else fails, I'll go work at Starbucks. You know, here in the United States, they, we need to buy health insurance and they offer health insurance. And so that has always been my fallback. And I've even, you know, worked with clients on that where I'll ask them, okay, if what is the worst thing that can happen, right? I was working with this concept with a client who wanted to switch jobs and she had gone down, but I might lose everything. I said, well, what's the worst that will happen? And we got down to her that the worst of the worst of the worst, I kept asking the question, was that she and her four kids would end up in cardboard boxes underneath a bridge. And I said, okay, really? Would you ever let that happen? And she said, no, of course not. I would go be a waitress or I would go be something, right? So it's like, we're never going to get to the worst of the worst because we would have a fallback. What is your hot dog stand, right? For me, at Starbucks or for her, she would go be a waitress. We always can make it work. And what I find is whenever I don't follow my instincts, I end up more miserable and fighting life and then making less. And whenever I do follow my instinct, it's like rain, Things just happen with so much more ease. And so trusting, and I love I love this hot dog stand. So I know that you have three components of doing. Tell me a yes. little bit more about those. The first and really the foundation and what we are uh, working on in the Driven Women uh, Life Working Groups is the daily small steps. Hmm. So there's no... I think women very often we get paralyzed. It's like, oh my God, you know, if I want to write this book, you know, how how am I ever going to do it? Because you just think about the end result and, you know, it's like massive. But basically what you need to do is you just need to break it down to the smallest, 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 tiniest, tiniest steps and just focus on a daily small, minuscule steps. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of constant little by little action that is the kind of the baseline of all doing. I love it. So let's let's use that example of of writing the book just so we can use some example or yeah, and I was going to say or maybe starting a business. What is a daily small step? Let's say to starting a business. Because that can seem so big. What is a daily small I'll, step? I'll give you a beautiful example from mm-hmm. one one of our members. Mm-hmm. This great lady, uh, she had basically she carried with her this massive idea like for 10 years in her heart the idea was to start a digital platform almost like a linkedin but for all charitable activities Hmm. okay so 
you, you get it. You can share what charitable activities you do and you can research uh, companies, you know, how they rate on charitable activities. And you can research all different charities, not just the big ones, but also small ones. Um, and but it's such a big idea. Started, you know, there's just no way. So she was doing absolutely everything else to cover up her dream. How familiar is that? You know, we just fill our days and come up with all sorts of rubbish things that we are supposed to be doing so that we wouldn't have to look at our dream, mm-hmm. you know, face to face. Then when she joined Dream Woman, she was encouraged to say, okay, what is your small step? And this is now the starting, starting your business, sort of, this is really the key. And her smallest step was, Okay, don't think about, you know, starting a business. Don't don't think about building this idea. Just what could you do now, today, without taking any risks, without spending any money? Hmm. And what she did, she um, she filmed a two-minute video on her phone explaining the idea. It doesn't cost you a thing <laughs> if you have a phone. And then she started emailing that to everybody. Doesn't cost you a thing. No, it's brilliant. And, and so brave at Virgin. She almost met Richard Branson. Oh. She just ended up everywhere. Okay. Just by and taping a two minute video. Raising a quarter of a million pounds. And she's launched a business. The name of the business is whatcharity.com. Wow. Check it out. Wow. So she had no funding. She had nothing. You know, like a typical, typical point where we all are you know I have an idea I have no clue so all you have to do is to think about something you can do now today straight away doesn't cost you anything and you take no risks that's how you start a business that's how you start anything that is such an incredible example bravo to you out there you amazing woman and I I don't know her name but I will look this up so she just taped a two-minute video yeah. And then sent it out to like her friends or put it on Facebook? No, no, no. She started sending it to companies that could potentially ah. collaborate or be interested in funding or whatever, you know. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, of course it took time. But, you know, in 18 months from that video, she launched her business. Brilliant. That's Brilliant. nothing. 18 months is absolutely nothing. Nothing. And that was a small step. You know, it, it takes the courage to actually tape the video and send it. And you have to, her, her brain probably said to her, no one's going to watch my little video on my phone, but she did it. And exactly. it, this is amazing. So number one, daily small steps. And we have a great example there. Okay, what's number two? Number two is actually the opposite, which huh. is do nothing. Huh. Because very often I think the reason people don't do the things they want to do is because, as I said, they fill their days with all sorts of crap. So doing is not a problem necessarily. Hmm. It's doing the things you are meant to be doing or things that actually have an impact. So it's easy to do a huge, you know, to-do list. Yeah, yeah, I'm super important. I'm super busy. (laughs) You know, I've got all of these things going on. But all of that stuff might be absolutely irrelevant. Hmm. So Step number two is to do nothing. (laughs) So go for a walk in the forest, sit on a bench, you know, do a couple of days without social media, meditate, you know, uh, whatever works for you. I go ride ride a horse, Mm. you know, just clear your mind, your brain, your soul. Don't talk to anybody, you know, these kind of little silent moments. You have to create those for yourselves. So you have to let your soul kind of catch up with you. (sighs) 
And people come to the groups and they go, yeah, 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 I want to find my passion, you know. I want to find my passion. And all they do is use their brain. So you say you want to follow your heart, but then you think that your tool for that is your brain. Mm-hmm. Of course not. It's your heart. <laughs> right. If you want to follow your heart, you don't let your heart merge. And then you have to be silent for that. Right. We never get quiet enough to actually hear what the heart has to say. This exactly. Is, this is brilliant. And you know what? I, I know that there have been times in my life I have been afraid to do nothing. Like I would be like, I know I need silence. I know I need to meditate. Oh, wait, let me let me just write 10 more emails. Exactly. And there's like a, a, right? It's like a fear. What am I going to hear? Like you're because once you hear something, you know, I I was talking with a client earlier today and she has two friends who are obsessively following what we're doing together. But they are so afraid to work with a coach, whether it's me or with someone else. And one of them said to her, because I know the minute that I start working with her, with a coach, I'm actually going to have to do it. And so anyone out there, if you are afraid of doing nothing, then that's exactly why you need to do it. Because there's something inside of you that is asking you to get quiet, is asking you to actually be able to hear it. So this is brilliant. So doing nothing, clearing the brain, and taking that space, I freaking love it, Misa. I couldn't love it more. And it's very feminine. You were talking about bringing the feminine back, right? The masculine is the do, do, do. And the feminine is the being and giving ourselves that spaciousness. Yeah. What do you say to a woman who's listening to this and they say, okay, but I'm not filling my day with rubbish. I've got 18 lunches to make and I've got three carpools to drive. And I'm... So what do you say to a woman who feels like she really has her day is totally taken and maximized it might be that there is still something um that you can delegate and not do yourself so it doesn't mean that it's not meaningful um but i think the starting point has to be if you want to let your heart um, emerge Mm -hmm. is that you have you have to put that space that emptiness as a priority and then put everything else after that and see what needs to fall out right right so Mm -hmm. what we do in the groups uh one of our exercises is called uh, time audit we basically list absolutely everything you do in a average day average working day what do you do you know you wake up in the morning you brush your teeth da 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 and so it goes and you list absolutely everything and then you look at the list and you, you 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 put it into different boxes uh, things that you're going to stop doing, things that you're going to uh, do less, things you're going to delegate, and things you're going to focus on. So in the focus on box, you might want to add then the silence because you didn't have time for, for this before, but once you stop doing something else, some, some time it gets freed up. If it's important, it happens. Hmm. You are so right. So brilliant. And I love the time audit and even putting a brush in your teeth and every little thing, which might sound a little bit more overwhelming. Um, But as you said it, it's really just a matter of priority and making your dreams and what your heart is asking for a priority. And then even seeing who else can do this. I had a mentor who once told me, put a little sticky note on your computer that says who else can do this. So that if you are working on a task that you look at that and you go, I know 
I, I don't need to be ordering office supplies. I can hire someone, you know, for $10 an hour who can order office supplies. Who else can do this? And you can do that with lunches. You can do it with carpooling. You can do it with so many different things. So I love this. Okay, so number one, daily small steps. Number two, do nothing to clear the brain and actually hear what your heart wants. What's number three? Number three is fuel. Hmm. So it's the spark. It's the it's the extra food. You need to nourish yourself. You need to go to a different environment. You need to meet different people. You need to immerse yourself with new ideas. It might be a seminar. It might be a retreat. Anything that kind of moves moves the dial a little bit faster. Hmm. So. You know, the daily steps, they're great. Without those, there's nothing. But sometimes you want to really, you, you, you need to be seeking for those breakthroughs. And those breakthroughs need to happen on a soul level. Otherwise, you kind of keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And we all know what that's called. So, <laughs> so Amen, sister. And insanity. Exactly. So, so go on a retreat, hire yourself a coach or, you know, do these amazing things, investing yourself, right? This year, you know, rather than going on a holiday, tell the husband, sorry, honey, this is super important for me. I know we are always going to this, you know, to this place and kids love it, da, 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 da. but you know what? Could you give me this gift of letting me to invest my holiday money into this retreat or the seminar or this this thing because I really really my soul needs this right sometimes making a different choice and investing in yourself because those moments they can really really kind of put you on the next level and then you just start moving faster yeah it's like an accelerator yeah, yeah exactly. you go you accelerator. Yeah, you go away for a day, you go away for a week. You like you're saying you go to a seminar, you find it's like you you accelerate and I know you and I both lead retreats and that is what I see happen every single time. It's like once you get out of your environment for a few days and you just have this focused space with other women to encourage you it's like it is it's fuel I love that word for it it's rocket fuel to accelerate you so it's yeah. it's so brilliant and we have to get we have to get out of our space and I'm super excited because you and I are co-leading a retreat coming up soon yeah yeah so we are headed to Mykonos Greece which I've never been you've been right Misa? it's energetically absolutely amazing it I had a transformation there last year. Mm. So I need the fuel as well. Yes. We all need it. Tell it's us. never ending. You, <laughs> you have to kind of do that. And it's it's energetically, it's it's an amazing island. It's beautiful. And of course, you know, all the, the hotel is fantastic. The food is great. You know, all of that peace. But then the women, it's almost like, you know, we're coming back to the sisterhood. But the women who are, who come there, it's it's like you're meeting your soul soul sisters and your goddesses, you know, mm-hmm. from all around the world. And of course, our our program is uh, second to none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying that, I don't mind. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole the first whole day is all around getting into your soul and and where those obstacles have been. And day two is purpose and really like discovering and uncovering that 
like that passion inside of you. And day three is all about doing. I mean, it is it is bar none and exceptional. I'm so curious what transformation, whatever you're able to willing, able to share, did you have last year? It was really a, a, a quite special. So we were all writing down, we, we all our you know, we mentors and coaches, we also went into each other's, uh, we had the same structure last year um, with a couple of different, uh, different coaches. And we all went into each other's uh, programs mm. uh, fully as participants, uh, because that's how at, in Truman, when we, we all help each other and we are all our teachers and we are all uh, pupils. So, mm. you know, it, it's, uh, we can all learn from each other. That's the, that is the principle. So um, I went into, into the first two days saying my target was to be more present in my body. Hmm. And very little did I know because after the day, day one, it really opens you up. It really kind of moves you from your brain into your body hmm. um, and stops, uh, starts to kind of stop the, um, the noise. Yeah. So that you really start to emerge. It's, it's quite incredible. So... Uh, there was a big reaction on the day two then when my body basically released the hundreds of years of cellular level tension. Mm. And this sounds a bit freaky, <laughs> and I tell you it was, and I really kind of don't believe in any of that stuff, but I had to. I was knocked out. So uh, it was quite wow. incredible. But after that, I, uh, yeah. I... I Life hear you. Thank, I, I bet. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I actually had an experience like that yesterday where it was like decades. I mean, I also believe hundreds of years, but in at least in this lifetime, I had this experience of a shift because I, I allowed my, it was like my head stopped. I went into my body and I had a shift where it felt like a couple of decades of pain. And literally it was actually pain around my sexuality, pain around like owning my body left and I ended up it was like a moment of like sheer openness and pleasure and exhaustion because I was releasing so much but yeah. then later in the day I had so much energy I was like dancing and I was alive and I felt like I felt like I was 20 pounds lighter because I had such a shift and so this idea of having an experience where you get out of your daily routine, even the beautiful small steps that you take toward your dreams, toward doing, and you go somewhere, a retreat, or like you said, work with a coach, and we would love for any of you to join us in Mykonos in Greece, you know, we'll give you and give each of us, all of us who are there, that fuel, that spark to literally transform our lives in a more accelerated way. It's like incredible exactly and i think you need all of those three or you can't do anything with only two of those steps mm. you need all the three you need the doing the being and the fuel i love it so so incredible you have so many like great tips so let's just let's narrow it down what are two tips you would say to someone and those really are the three um, but are there any specific tips you would say to someone right now what they can do today to do their dream, to get doing instead of procrastinating, just do. Basically, don't think about whether it's the right direction or wrong direction. Even a step to wrong direction is better than no steps at all. Hmm. Just Brilliant. get the movement. 
it's like a car. You can't turn it if it's stationary. <laughs> so true. So true. And when you're, you realize you've driven the, down the wrong street, you just turn around, you go to another street. I love it. I love it. So brilliant. So I want to ask you a couple of quick purpose power up kind of play around some questions that I love asking women and just whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind comes to your heart. Okay, ready? Number one, what's one routine you have to keep yourself healthy, mind, body, or spirit? Uh, 15 minutes yoga every morning, Mm. but at weekends I give myself a break. (laughs) So none of my habits is seven days a week. I always give myself a break. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite day of the year? 7th of August. It's my birthday. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> oh, I love it. And you're a Leo. That is so perfect for you. You're such a Leo. Oh, absolutely. So and passionate. So funny oh. on my birthday. Oh, I love that. Who's one person who inspires you to be better, to do more? Gary Wee right now. Gary Vaynerchuk. Ah, he is amazing. Oh, I love that. And uh, what's the best compliment you remember receiving or one of the best? Oh, that is a difficult one. Mm, That is a difficult one. I I, I don't know if I can be fast enough for you with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Totally okay. You can tell. I want to say something really smart. Um, Brain, please bring me something. Um, Yes, something from childhood comes to mind. Hmm. Um, uh, No, no, sorry. Best compliment. I'm completely blank. Maybe I can't take compliments. Hmm. Hmm. That's something. You know, yeah. Well, that might be something to look at. Or it might be hard with the word best. So after this, go through your emails. I'm sure you're going to find a lot of compliments about how you've changed women's lives. Yeah, I have, I have no doubt. That makes my day, all those emails coming in. But somehow I don't feel that they're compliments to me. You know, when you're kind of connected to your purpose, yeah. you are just kind of doing your part in the universe. And um, it's almost like you're a vessel. So then I don't take it personally. Not personally in terms of uh, the compliments, but also I don't take personally in terms of the uh, the negativity. I, love I guess that. that's the uh, plus side of it. Yeah, well, it is. It's not serving. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just the plant that grows in a way it grows, right? How can it be upset if somebody doesn't like it? Because it's, it's just doing its thing, right? But I guess that goes on the other side with the compliments. And maybe that's why I couldn't find anything. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I, I love that. And that is something I know I could use more of. And others, I'm sure out there as well, can. Um And I just want you to hear from me because I have seen you in action speaking at um, every year. Mises Group has the Festival of Doers. It's an incredible event of nearly 200 women coming together and supporting each other and great speakers. And I have seen firsthand, Misa, you changing women's lives. I mean, I saw women come to tears where they had realizations during that festival and because of Driven Women. So I'm giving you a compliment right now that you are changing lives. So with that, everyone out there, my hope for you, my dream for you, my desire is that you start doing today, right? No matter what your brain is telling you, don't worry about going the wrong way. As Misa said, just start doing. 
doing daily small steps, doing nothing, and doing something that will give you that fuel and give you that spark. So if you wanna hear more about Misa and about Driven Network, you can go to drivenwoman.co.uk. Again, drivenwoman.co.uk. And I definitely recommend, even if you're in the US, start following this because knowing Misa, at some point very soon, it's gonna be in the United States. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and tuning into the Purpose Girl podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please, please, please rate it, review it, download this podcast, subscribe to it, send it to your friends. My dream, my goal, my desire is that we create a big community of purpose girls, of women who are choosing to live their most purposeful, most joyful, most inspiring and fulfilled lives. And we're going to do that by coming together. And of course, if you are not getting my newsletter and you want a free guide to living your purpose, go to purposegirl.com forward slash free. So with that, Misa, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Mm -hmm. And we didn't mention where to go to join us in Greece. Go to lightfromthedawn.com. Again, lightfromthedawn.com. Or if you just go over to the Purpose Girl website, you under retreats, you will find the Greece retreat right there. Misa and I and our partners in creating this retreat would love to host you and give you that fuel and that spark for you to go do. So with that, everyone, I hope you have a beautiful day. May you love yourself. May you live purposefully. And may you love life. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.